What you call growling, Chewie calls speaking. <laughs> that is that is true statement. Yes. So you are speaking at people. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> speaking angrily, we'll say. Yes. Because a lot of those noises that come out of that mask, they don't sound happy. I don't think anything Chewie does sounds happy necessarily. You, for all you know, he could be speaking tenderly. <laughs> true. That's true. I mean, what does, does a Wookiee sound times, like when so... they go to speak tenderly? Yeah. I, I Actually, now I am wondering about that. How does that <laughs> actually does, sound? He does a couple of the... <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> go on record with all of our Wookiee impressions. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I would not want to be on record for Wookiee impressions speaking tenderly. I, yeah, d- does a Wookiee so. whisper sweet nothings? <laughs> I don't know if the Wookiee is capable of whispering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it sound like a fart. Welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick, and joining me for this episode is Andy Stolls. Yeah, if I had a hair in my mouth, I wouldn't stop either. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> I can taste it. I'm trying to get it out. <laughs> and uh, Mike Bradley. Oh, we're keeping that. All right. That's great. <laughs> Hi, it's folks. All, all, systems, anyway. <laughs> all systems are a go. <laughs> no, sl- not slowing down now. We just got to power through. Number two, make it so. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, number two. <laughs> oh, that's an excellent opening. Uh, as I've been doing for the last couple of weeks, I would like to remind everyone that we are getting close to our 100th episode. So my idea for the show is to hopefully get some fan interaction for that episode. So if you got any topic suggestions, questions you may have for us, stuff like that, uh, you can hit us up. We will be available, or you can find us, I guess, at... Uh, we have a brand new email address at bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at... BG Super Friends on Twitter. Uh, Facebook is usually the place we're the most active, I think. So you can search Brygan as Super Friends on Facebook or go to www.facebook.com slash Friends. Uh You can give us comments, suggestions, all that stuff maybe over the next month or two uh, before we record and we'll see what we can fit in for that episode. I still think as of right now we have nothing. So we'll, we're going to start reaching out probably to friends and family and anyone we may know to see if they can give us some topic suggestions. Help us! <laughs> if not, it could just be two hours of clips that I've saved and the stupidness that we get into. I mean, that'd still be fun, so we'll we'll see how it goes. As far as this episode, uh, there's a few geek stories I think we're going to try to talk about. Most of them, I think, are headlines we've covered before, so I'm not actually sure how long we'll spend time-wise on them. Uh, but I still at least wanted to give some updates and see if we have anything new to add. But since we're not, since I guess I'm not quite sure how long it will take or how long we'll dwell on that stuff, uh, we'll probably end with a "What's Up with You" segment. We haven't done that for a couple weeks. It's usually a good filler if we need it. Um, as far as the news, we'll be talking about updates for Ben Affleck's Batman movie. Uh, Sony's got some Spider-Man spinoffs in the works, and we have some new cable casting rumors. And 
I, yeah, actually, I also added, we're, we're going to talk about, I think, the upcoming Superpower Beatdown matchups. So if you haven't seen those videos on YouTube, we'll talk about those a little bit and sort of maybe get you familiar with those. So kicking us off, we're going to talk about uh, the Batman movie, which, again, which we previously, previously talked about before. Uh, ben Affleck's, twice. Ben, yeah, at least twice. <laughs> uh, Affleck's Batman movie has been having all sorts of trouble. Uh, we first heard that Affleck was going to write, direct, and star in the film. And then he backed out of directing, and Matt Reeves was selected to direct the film. And then just as it seemed like the deal was done for Reeves, he backed away from the project. And then a few weeks later, it was officially announced that he would be directing the project. So the rumor with Reeves was that when he came on to direct, he wanted complete creative control of the project, which means the script is being rewritten. So the script, I think, was originally wrote by Affleck, Jeff Johns, and Chris Terrio. I think Terrio's done... I think he's wrote some other movies with Affleck. I can't remember which ones off the top of my head. Possibly like Argo and stuff like that. That was a solid movie. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I trust these guys writing a script. I'm sure their initial script for Batman was a good one, but that was with the intention that Affleck would direct. So, normally directors come in, they don't like to inherit other people's projects. They want to craft their own. So, it's understandable that Matt Reeves wants to sort of put his own stamp on Batman, but... The fact that this movie will be rewritten is probably not another good sign. Um, I haven't seen any writers announced at this point, so it could be Affleck, Johns, and Terrio back to do rewrites, which I doubt. So I'm assuming they will bring someone else in to write it. Uh, so Affleck's gone from having three jobs on this movie to potentially just one, and that's just being Batman. So with all these shakeups, that's, that's a that's a pretty big load, though. I mean can't take being Batman lightly. I mean, fuck. True, yeah. It it's it could be good that he's going to direct all of his efforts into one thing, just, you know, playing the role and not have to worry about all the outside influences and all that other stuff. But with uh, all these shakeups, the movie has, of course, been delayed. So they probably won't be shooting this movie until sometime in 2018. I'm not sure when, like, during the course of the early 2018 or late 2018. I'm not real sure. But... Matt Reeves has War for the Planet of the Apes coming out this summer, so he's, of course, finishing work on that and then probably doing promotion for that. So I don't know how much pre-production has to go into the Batman once he comes off of the Planet of the Apes movie, but, you know, that's still in the works. Uh, and because of the, the delays and rewrites, I think Joe Manganiello was confirmed to be playing Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke, for the Batman, which now I don't even think he's sure if he's going to be in the film between all the delays and rewrites, so... We're waiting to see what happens with that. Uh, and that's all your updated news. So do you guys have any added comments or anything we want to say about this that we haven't already said? I remember hearing, um, or us talking about it actually, uh, before that they were trying to shade the new Batman story into an actual detective story. So I'm, I'd really like to see that, and I'm hoping that that hasn't changed with this new rewrite. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming that was part of Affleck's script, right? Yeah, but if they just shit can that, like, I kind of hope that they still do like the detective thing instead of like the whole high freeze. I'm fucking Batman shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, hopefully the 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 detective side of the the Batman stories and movies I don't think has been done very at least really well. I guess in the movies. They haven't, I don't think they've played that up enough. So I think we're still, in, in my opinion, we're still waiting for a Batman story that plays that really well or yeah. relies heavily on that. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, I'm hoping Reeves sort of has that same idea. They might still keep that tone and that idea and just craft a different story out of it. I'm not real sure what all needs to be rewritten. Or, you know, what he saw in Affleck's script that was like, no, I don't want to do it this way. We're going to do it this way. And I don't know. Unless he just wants to make a really big departure from the tone of Zack Snyder and try something. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that uh, wouldn't necessarily yeah, like, be a bad thing. Um to flip the tone. Um, as far as what you said with Deathstroke, probably, you know, like, not knowing if that's going to be part of the story anymore, I'm not really terribly distraught about that. Because I don't feel like Deathstroke was the villain we want to see. Like, so I, Who are you hoping they put in the Batman movie? I, I've been hoping for it for a long time. I wanted Christopher Nolan to do it. I'm not sad that it didn't work out that way, given how the movies did work out. But I've been wanting to see a good Riddler for a long time. And that opens up that detective aspect of it, because it's just one puzzle after another with the Riddler. And that would make for that detective movie. You know, not Jim Carrey's cackling crazy Riddler, but the <laughs> scheming, conniving Riddler that you get almost like in Arkham Knight you know, or the Arkham series in general. Just something more devious as opposed to more crazy. Yeah, more could... more evil genius than... Yes. I feel like you could play both sides of that. Like, I, I, I mean, I actually like Jim Carrey's Riddler. I think you could take the craziness part of that and just make him more maniacal. Like, you know, his, his Riddler was almost played for, like, slapstick type of comedy. Jim Carrey. Which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, which is why they why they put him in that role because he does that kind of stuff. That's what he was known for at the time. But I think you could take the the crazy, joking, funny side of that and put it with the more thought provoking Riddler. Okay, maybe I I could see a bit of that. Yeah, because like it just to me, I don't know. I it, I always felt that. Some of the portrayals that have been done of the Riddler in film and television and things like that have overdone that side of the Riddler. Yeah, they're they're borderline Joker with him almost. Yeah, it, that that's definitely at the top of my list as far as wanting to see it. And second would be an even better Scarecrow, but. I don't think we'll get that again so soon. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Could could we even call Nolan's Scarecrow like the legitimate Scarecrow villain? I feel like he did him kind of an injustice. He did. I mean, in the it world was... of Nolan, it works. Yes. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Scarecrow is like a pretty forefront Batman villain. And there, he was just kind of like a scurrying underfoot roach guy. Yeah. It it was it wasn't even a, an afterthought. It was less than an afterthought. Yeah, he didn't I even have it, to defeat him. He just, as he, Batman went along, he, the guy just eventually defeated himself. Well, Batman made him crazy. Basically, he, he sprayed him with his own toxin. Yeah. To me, the difference between what I see the Scarecrow as and what that portrayal was is that the Scarecrow can be. More of a serial killing psychopath, but they they didn't they they played a little into the nightmare part of it, but not as thoroughly as I might have liked to have seen. 
you know, when yeah, I guess it depends what type of tone they want to try to do with this movie. If they, if, I mean, if they want to take it darker and grittier, I guess than what Nolan did, they could play up that psychopath, sociopath type of scarecrow. Yeah, that, I mean that, that that's what I'm looking for. Is that end of scarecrow? You know, the one who's gonna do whatever the hell he has to to get to Batman, just so he can jab him with the fear toxin and create some ridiculous nightmare just for Batman, as opposed to attacking the entire city. And I feel like yeah. that's something that they go so far with in every superhero film, is that these people are out to destroy a city, destroy humanity, destroy the Earth. You know, that I think that's why Nolan worked a bit, is that they were really, in some ways, just after Gotham, but it was also about Batman. They were there to get Batman personally. Yeah, specifically the you know, the Joker in the Dark Knight is everything he's doing is just to break Batman. Yes. Yeah, like he he doesn't care about bringing the city down at all. He just wants Batman. And that's why yeah. that movie worked so damn well. So, I think seeing that from other Batman villains might be a good thing. I don't want it to feel like a clone of the Dark Knight, but I mean, that's really what a lot of the best Batman stories stem from. Yeah, I'm just not sure if they'd use, you know, specifically Scarecrow, just because he was he's a little bit more fresh, I think, in our minds, just from coming off the Nolan Batmans and stuff like that. Riddler might be a little bit of a better sell, because it was, you know, 20 years ago now, I guess. Me too. That's 95, man. Yeah. Is it? The, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Kiss from a rose, then, man. Yeah, that was my jam back in the day. Oh, that's, yeah. that's still my jam today, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Like, but moving on from that, I'll I'll talk about that for an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think yeah, Riddler. I think might be fair game. I think I do think that would be a fun story. I think I could see them playing with him pretty well. I like even if Deathstroke is in it, I don't even know if he would be the main adversary. Maybe they'd put him in there with Riddler or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that that was the question I had with them including Deathstroke to begin with, because he is a really cool villain, he'd be a cool fight, but I feel like that's an opening sequence villain. Well, if you know, at the same time, if they want to make a movie that tests Batman on both fronts, detective and physical challenge, you know, you put the Riddler and Deathstroke together in a movie, that would do that. I mean, I could see the Riddler or Scarecrow hiring Deathstroke as a mercenary, to fight Batman as part of their plot against him. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. See, we, neither neither Riddler or Scarecrow could really stand toe-to-toe with Batman, but they know damn well sure that Deathstroke can. Yeah. Well, Riddler definitely can't. Scarecrow, he tries to stand toe-to-toe with Batman because he knows it's just one syringe away and he has him. So he will kind of enter that fire for, you know, that reason. But, yeah, I, I think that would be an interesting twist on it. So, I, I don't know. It just depends on what route they go. And hopefully we... I, I don't know. I, part of me hopes that's the case. That we get a much bigger villain, bigger name villain, and Deathstroke on the side. That would be kind of best-case scenario. Yeah. 
again, we're just playing the guessing game. I think we've talked enough about, at least on previous podcasts, about how we're not sure how this movie is going to turn out, especially with all these rumors about how it can't get off the ground and everything keeps changing from pre-production standpoint. Like, that's not a good sign. So hopefully they pull something together and they, they have a plan, because this is definitely... Unless, unless we're all just buying into their, their marketing ploy. And if you think about it, uh, there hasn't been a podcast in what we've talked about it every other one so i mean they're causing yeah we're talking about it i don't know if we're saying good yeah, stuff about so, it but we're talking so maybe, about it yeah well i mean what more do you want than people talking about the movie you're gonna eventually show them? well i mean regardless of what news comes out of this movie i feel like everybody's looking for news on ben affleck's batman movie like this is this is one that i think everyone's looking forward to because he could you know he was arguably one of the better parts of Batman v Superman. So to see what Affleck could do with a solo Batman movie and not have to compete with Superman and not have it be under Zack Snyder's watch, that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah. So we'll just have to see. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see if they announce writers. I think I'll, I'll feel a little bit better one way or the other once they talk about who's writing this movie, if it's being completely rewritten. I think if it's being completely rewritten, there is definitely good reason for it. And hopefully it's for the better. Yeah, agreed. Uh, all right, any final thoughts for Batman stuff? Or we'll move on to Sony's train wreck of a uh, uh, movie plan. <laughs> all right, moving on to Sony. So I think I know we've talked about many, many times uh, the Sony and Marvel deal to share Spider-Man. So just to sort of clarify, and we'll probably talk about this even when we get more into this topic. The deal is that Sony still owns the rights to the movie version of the character. Now they are allowing Marvel to have Spider-Man in the in the MCU because of the the deal that they struck a couple years ago. This just this also means that like Marvel can have Spider-Man, they can put him in the MCU, but Sony can still make Spider-Man movies that have no bearing on anything that Marvel's doing because Sony still owns the character. So, with that in mind, they got all kinds of crap that they're trying to put through the pipe. Um, Sony's pretty much really, really gung-ho on making a lot more Spider-Man stuff, and one of the ones that keeps popping up, and I think, I know we've talked about it previously, is a Venom spin-off movie. So, with their Venom spin-off movie, they're gonna try to, again, blow up the Spider-Man universe with all these other spin-offs that they want to try to do, just for money-grabbing reasons. Uh, they've, of course, according to the Articles I was reading for this Venom movie, they've set Avi Arad and Matt Tolmack to produce this movie, who have produced, I'm pretty sure, all other Spider-Man movies for Sony. And these are the same guys that have gone on record about how Spider-Man doesn't need to cross over, connect with any other universes, that he's big enough to be on his own, and they don't want to play nice, and blah, 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 blah. So they're, you know, really probably excited to have a job still. Um... (laughs) The writers that they listed for this Venom movie are Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner. Rosenberg has a couple notable credits of Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds, and this upcoming Jumanji. Okay. Uh, Pinkner has written for a lot of TV shows. He's done stuff for Alias, Lost, Fringe, and then he helped write for Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I'm pretty sure that movie had like six or eight writers on it, so I don't know how much weight you want to put in that one. Uh, he's apparently involved in The Dark Tower uh, remake that's coming up this year. Steve, the Stephen King thing? Yeah. With uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey and um, what's his face? 
uh, crap, I can't think of his name. The guy from uh, Pacific Rim, the black guy. What the hell's his name? Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yes, yeah. He's in that movie, too. Uh, and then, I guess, uh, Pinkner also wrote for Jumanji, the upcoming Jumanji. So the two of them worked together on that. Um, and I, I don't know if... I wonder if Sony did Jumanji. I wonder if that's why they're working together on that film, and then they pulled them both to work on Venom. But either way, that's the writing duo we have to look forward to. I'm pretty sure that it's come out that they're confirming this movie will have no bearing on the MCU, so we will not see Tom Holland's Spider-Man probably in this movie at all. I don't even know if this movie will include a Spider-Man, which confuses me even more. Well, to tell the story of Venom, you you need Spider-Man at least a little bit, right? All right, so if they... all right. Spitballing from that, if we if they can't use Tom Holland's Spider-Man because he is in the MCU, so to include him in Venom would then connect Venom to the MCU. So if they're separate, we can't have Tom Holland. So if they want to have Spider-Man in the story, do we see another new Spider-Man? How much is that going to confuse people? Well, I mean, they could tell the story of Venom through flashbacks and only using, like, shadow figures of... Of of Spider Man, I guess. Yeah, I guess you know if they wanted, so they to... don't necessarily have to have an actor for that. They could just call him Spider Man, and then you just see like shadows or whatever. Well, even still, like you could have Spider Man in it. Just put him, put somebody in the suit. Yeah, you don't have to see his face. You don't probably don't even have to or, give him or... line at li- lines of dialogue if you need to. Yeah, or hear his voice. Yeah. So yeah, I guess in a way that could work. I I really still wouldn't like that. I don't know if that'd be any better for me, but. Um, the, and then the, this is what kicks me too is the, the release date they're throwing out for this is Venom is set to release on October 5th 2018 keep in mind Sony is also making an animated Spider-Man movie which we talked about before that will be based around the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man that is set to release three months later or two months later on December of 2018 so they're just really just shoving all this Spider-Man shit down our throats already again so, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, what do you guys think? Because there's even talk of another Spider-Man spinoff thing, but we'll get to that maybe after we talk about Venom. Well, so, I don't know, do you guys have anything to add for Venom? Like, be, it was a rumor before, and then it seemed to go away, and now it seems like it's officially happening. Um, For, like, I want to see a good Venom portrayed in a movie. It just seems like... This feels very, very forced. Oh yeah, definitely. So, you know, like I, Venom is an awesome character. I just don't know that I wanted a solo movie of Venom. Not yet, at least. Like I, I think that's something where when you create the Spider-Man universe that they're they want to create, you kind of wrap up at least one movie where he is a villain. And then perhaps turn him into an anti-hero the way that they have in the comics after yeah. that. You know, something along those lines. Because I want both. I, You know, I want the Venom that is the absolute badass that's going to really come after Spider-Man. I want that battle. I want to see that happen in a good way, not in a Spider-Man 3 way. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sucks. You know, say what you will about, like, what they did with Venom in that movie. Venom looked, like, when the character is in the Venom costume, he looked fucking awesome in that movie. Uh, he was a little bit small for me. 
I thought, that, I mean, it looked like he bulked up when the Venom suit was on him. Yeah, Topher Grace is too small, but... I mean, even the Venom seems small. Like, Venom himself is a hulking character. Right. Yeah, he's huge. And I didn't feel like they portrayed that very well. Alright, fair enough. The only thing I liked about Spider-Man 3 was uh, Tobey Maguire at the Bell Tower taking off the symbiote suit. Yeah. That was pretty good. But everything yeah. else kind of blew. You didn't like emo dancing, Peter Parker? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll reiterate, fuck you. <laughs> That's all there is to say about that. He couldn't have said it any better. I, you know, I still think that part's hilarious. It is, but for the wrong reasons. Right, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I'm laughing for the right reasons, but I still I laugh every time it's on. Yeah, yeah, it, no, it just, it's not for the right reasons. Uh, all right, so if they if they are moving forward with Venom, are we assuming they're going to use Eddie Brock, or do you think we'll get somebody else in the suit? Because Flash, Tom- other... Flash Thompson's the other big Venom person that I know of. That's a good question. Because, um... like, the whole thing with Flash, I think, if it... do you know anything about this, Mike? Or, like, if I try to explain this, are you going to tell me if I'm wrong? Because I don't know if I know all the exact details. I'll make it sound like you're right. Okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not Romano. I'm not as thoroughly versed in every aspect well, I just of Spider-Man. Make sure I just want to make sure I'm relaying the correct information. Is more my thing. But I think from what I remember, Flash was like enrolled in the army or the Marines or something, and I think he had some sort of war injury where basically he couldn't use his legs. And I don't know if it was through Shield or somebody else, but they had the Venom symbiote, and to help him walk, they let it bond with him, and then he became. They called him Agent Venom, so he was just like a soldier, but with the Venom suit on, so it gave him extra powers and abilities and shit, so he was doing, like, Black Ops missions as Venom. Okay. Which I think actually sounds pretty fucking cool. Like, I'd see that. So, so I mean, that's along, like, the Agent Venom line. Right. So, I guess, yeah, if they called the movie Agent Venom, I would think it'd be Flash Thompson, but if it's just Venom, I would assume it's Eddie Brock? But again, like Andy was saying, if it's Eddie Brock, you need Spider-Man for that story. Yes. Because that's Eddie's motivation, is trying to go after Spider-Man. Well... Getting the suit from Spider-Man. We could always see something along the lines of what we saw in Justice League with Batman. Where you kind of need Batman for the Justice League to make sense for all these people he's put away and everything to come together. Whereas, you know, maybe you get, like, two to five minutes worth of Spider-Man screen, you know, screen time. Um, Wait, are you talking Suicide Squad? Yeah. You said Justice uh, League. You just said Justice League. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was, I was just sitting there thinking, like, who do you put away in the Justice League? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, that, that was, uh, that was a goof. <laughs> keep keep rolling. We got you. Suicide but, Squad. Continue. Yeah, Suicide Squad with a little bit of Batman. It needed him, his presence there for it to work. But I don't necessarily think for the story to work that we're going to need full on Spider Man versus Venom throughout the whole thing. It can kind of be like, you know, Eddie Brock is there. Fucking hates Peter Parker. Fucking hates Spider Man. 
and we get like maybe one interaction, two interactions between them that are brief, and he goes off to do something else. You know, is that like I I I don't know. It's even that doesn't freaking work. I'm trying to make an excuse for them not to put Spider-Man in the movie, but I can't really. No, do it. I feel. I, no, I think you're on the right track. Like you could follow Eddie's motivations of being a down on his luck photographer, or somebody trying to work for the Bugle where Parker's always getting the scoop, always getting the story, and then it runs Eddie out of a job. And then at some point... So that gives him motivation to hate Peter. And then at some point, maybe once or twice, he runs through someone in a Spider-Man costume who, I don't know, either saves him and sort of treats him like shit, or he he interprets it as being treated like shit. So then he hates Spider-Man. And somewhere a third of the way into the movie, you get the bell tower scene from Spider-Man 3, just from Eddie's perspective where he gets the suit and then becomes Venom, well, of course, then you have to have them fight, so I don't know. That, that's what I was getting at, is there has to be, like, the, the way I was explaining it, and then what the hell's the conflict going to be for him after that, because it has to end in Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, oh- Yeah, because even if you have someone just in the Spider-Man suit and they fight Venom, if you don't have him talk, like, that defeats the purpose of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to cast an actor in that role that competes with Tom Holland's Spider-Man and you just want to sort of just, like, play it like the audience is dumb and they're not going to realize it's somebody else or a different universe or something, the minute you have him talking, it doesn't sound like Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It breaks the illusion. But you can't have Spider-Man be mute. He has to be cracking jokes and trying to throw Venom off his game to get in his head and all that stuff if they fight. So yeah, I don't I don't know how that story works. Which still, this is why it fucking confuses the crap out of me, and why Sony I think is just going for cash grabs without making sense, and it irritates me. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Andy, you got anything to add for Venom? Uh, if they're gonna do this, they need to do it right. I, <laughs> they're not going to, <laughs> but um. If they make it an R movie, have Carnage, I think they could be on to something. I mean, we've now found out we've we've we're sure that R rated um, superhero movies are good. I mean, look at Deadpool, look at Logan, two very solid movies and good cash grabbers. True. So, and if you add Carnage, you can do a lot of stuff. I I think the Carnage Venom thing is is one of my favorite things. What did they call that? I'm I've been trying to look it up on my phone. Maximum there was Carnage. A, uh, maximum Carnage. But there was also like a a weird symbiote crisis or something that's that sprawled out through the uh, Marvel universe. I forget what that story arc was. Is that recently? Like, no, ages ago. Maybe it was Maximum Carnage. But I thought there was like a symbiote, I don't know, bloodlines or something like that. I can't remember what the hell it was called, though. But Yeah, no, it's not ringing any bells with me. Maximum Carnage is familiar, but... Yeah. So if they do Venom and, and add like Maximum Carnage, I think if they do it right, it could be pretty solid. But I, there's probably like a 4% chance of that. Well, still, even if they did a Carnage storyline with Venom, sure, that gives Venom an adversary, but I still feel like I'd be watching that movie going, where the fuck is Spider-Man? Yeah. Like, I I feel like it's hard to make these stories with Venom and just completely ignore Spider-Man. 
I mean, Agent Venom might work a little bit better because if he's doing a bunch of Black Ops missions, Spider-Man was, was never involved in that. Yeah, that's true. But for Flash to get the Venom symbiote suit, you almost have to establish Eddie Brock's Venom before that to understand maybe why this could be a problem to give to somebody else to try to bond with it and the complications that could arise, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, the the other avenue that we're not discussing that they may head towards is Thunderbolts. Was Venom one of the Thunderbolts? Yes. Uh, they like there was. There's been different groups of Thunderbolts, but um, one of the most popular iterations, I believe, it was Venom, Songbird, not Songbird, Mockingbird, maybe Diamondback. All right, so real, just let me. I'm going to cut in because okay. out of the three characters you've named, two of them are already established in the MCU, which means they won't be in a Spider-Man spinoff. That's true. Okay, but if I'm not mistaken, Green Goblin was also part of the Thunderbolts at one time. Penance was part of the Thunderbolts. Um, there's a long list of Thunderbolts members they could work with down the road. I mean, even if they wanted to, they could just. Whatever characters on the Spider-Man universe they haven't used yet that they want to, they could throw them in a Thunderbolts team and call it a day. I don't think Sony's too uh, worried about continuity and following comic book storylines. No, they're not. And, and Thunderbolts does work with just about any villains you want it to. You know, it's not something that has to be a specific set. Was Thunderbolts just basically like a villain team of Avenger type stuff? What, like the, the Avengers, but with villains? Um, no, the, no, that was like just, dark. That was Dark Avengers. Yeah, the the Thunderbolts were basically villains, like Suicide Squad, very, very, very similar in that okay. they were working for the government. Uh, gotcha. Okay. You know, they, it happened. I want to say they originated during the Civil War storyline. Um, because they were looking to say, okay, these supervillains decided to register, we're going to give them immunity because they're going to work for us to capture the superheroes that didn't register. I want to say that's where it started, but I'm not positive on the true origins of okay. the teams that were the Thunderbolts. Well, at least, you know, that gives me an idea of the team, because I couldn't remember what exactly the team was for. So that that helps. All right, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see if they want to push this out by the fall of next year. Like, I feel like they got to start getting into production sometime soon. At least probably by the end of the summer. Yeah. Start shooting something. So we'll see what kind of casting announcements we get between now and I'm assuming the summertime. Um. Oh, there was actually, there was one sort of like fan theory that started popping up with the announcement of this movie that I thought was kind of funny. It's it's not, there's no weight to it at all, but it's kind of a cool idea. Uh, Sony's upcoming movie Life with Ryan Gosling and Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> the, that's the, actually Venom. <laughs> the, yeah, the fan theory is saying that's the symbiote that they're bringing to Earth. <laughs> so that could be fun. Well, if, if anybody sees Life... You can you can let us know if that uh if that pans out that fan theory pans out. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see that movie. It doesn't look in, especially intriguing. 
Yeah, I'm feeling like that's a rent. I don't know if I go to the theater for that one. I don't know if I would rent it even. <laughs> Netflix, Netflix, maybe. Yeah, when I say rent, that's sort of what I mean. Um, all right, so going along with uh, Sony and their spinoffs, the Venom one was a big that you know that hit news articles all over the place. They were bringing that one back recently, within the last couple of days. Now Sony's talking about developing a spinoff featuring Black Cat and Silver Sable. Because now, now they want to do female characters from Spider-Man. Like, that was a thing they were talking about before, too. So now I guess they're trying to develop and move forward with this. Um, and one that I haven't heard about, but they were talking about probably around the time the deal with uh, Marvel happened with Spider-Man, was that they were trying to get a Sinister Six movie off the ground. <laughs> so I don't know if we're going to start hearing rumors about that one coming back around, if Sony is still pushing all these Spider-Man spinoff movies so that could still be in the cards somewhere. They might still be developing that or trying to get that working. So we'll see if that comes back around. But even still, I don't know how these movies can survive without Spider-Man. They won't. I mean, Venom's the only one that can really carry. But without Spider-Man to get his story, it's not going to work at first. Yeah. I don't know, do you think we're headed for an oversaturation of Spider-Man? You think by 2019 we'll be tired of them? Here's the thing. Go ahead, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the Spider-Man universe is 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 a pretty rich environment, and I, I love seeing a lot of it. I mean, I I still bought a ticket for uh, Spider-Man Three, and I still you know went to go see the Amazing Spider-Mans, and you know I think I'll probably be on board with it, whatever they do for Spider-Man, regardless of good or bad. So think as long as people go and spend money to see Spider-Man, they're going to oversaturate it. Yeah. Yeah, especially I think with Marvel making Spider-Man bankable, like the you know, Civil War was probably the the highest grossing Spider-Man movie, if you want to call it that, just because he was in there out of all the other ones. So, now Sony thinks they got another cash cow and they're going to milk that thing for all it's worth. Yes, yes they are. One one little maybe wrinkle to the this whole thing that I think I, I read somewhere when it was in one of the articles I was researching this stuff, and it was an interesting idea that I think could be in the fine print of the deal. There's no way to prove that. Uh, but the, the thing that sort of, the idea that caught my attention was assuming that these movies are not connected to the MCU, so any Spider-Man spinoffs that Sony does have no bearing on the MCU, they're not going to connect. So if like, you know, Sony moves forward on a Venom movie, and they move forward on Black Cat, Silver Sable, even if they move forward on Sinister Six, do you think if they if they make movies with those characters in them, that therefore those characters can't be used in the MCU? Could that be a reason why Sony is pushing all these movies out first, because they don't want Marvel to encroach on more Spider-Man characters? Contractually, probably. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm thinking it could be something in that Spider-Man's, you know, the Marvel Sony deal for the character, somewhere in the fine print. But there's no way to know that for sure. That's just this is just kind of a guess. Well, I mean, I don't know if you mentioned it, but I mean, isn't that why they made that shitty Fantastic Four movie? Yeah. That's... Well, they made that so that Fox, you know, so they can keep the rights to the to the character. I don't think. Well, maybe maybe they they need to use the characters for something. To enable Marvel not to use them. That's what I'm gonna... 
Yeah, I mean, it still could come down to they need to make Spider-Man movies to keep the Spider-Man license in their hands. I'm I'm thinking specifically, like, if we get a Venom spinoff movie, Venom won't be in the MCU. Like, you won't see Venom in any of the MCU produced or made Spider-Man movies. I mean, one, it would confuse the fuck out of people that suddenly Venom in this movie counts for the MCU and Venom in this movie does not. I, you know, that's just confusing for audiences. So Marvel might not do it out of respect for just the audience. Like, if Venom is being used for Sony, they don't want to confuse people in their, with their movies as them being, somehow being connected to Sony's movies, so they wouldn't use them just to, I don't know, avoid confusion, I guess. But then again, we got Quicksilver in an X-Men movie and Quicksilver in an Avengers movie, so who the hell knows? Yeah. I, I could see... Um, oh, go ahead. I, no, I was just going to say, it's it's hard to say what they're really going to do in that sense. But I hope that's not what's really behind all of it. Is the, I mean, I just imagine a bunch of corporate backstabbing. I just yeah. feel like that's how these places work. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's not the motivation behind it, because then you end up with bad movies that are just made for bad purposes, and <sighs> I don't know if I can deal with more of that, hoping that we get something good. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe maybe something good will come out of a bad situation. And Yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. Maybe uh, Sony will make a shitty... All these shitty Spider-Man movies, and then maybe Marvel will come back and be like, right before you see the movie, this is how it should have happened, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't know. I, see, this is where it gets really confusing trying to predict the future, because even if Sony starts making all these spinoffs and they suck, like if they bomb, Marvel is still using Spider-Man the correct way, which means people are still going to like Spider-Man, which still could fuel people back to these Sony spinoff movies. It could be this vicious cycle of just shitty movies coming out that don't make money, and yet Sony keeps trying because Spider-Man is making money. Yeah. I mean, that's what it all comes down to is money anyways, isn't it? That's why they make uh, movies. Yeah. You know, like, that's, the only, that's the only reason. It, that's why the studios make the movies. That's why they greenlight the budgets and everything, but I feel like... It, when you get a passionate director and writer and everything, it's not just about the money for them in most cases. When they're passionate about it. Which doesn't happen as often as we might like. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm I've had reservations for this Marvel Sony Spider Man shared deal thing since its inception and after Civil War and you know, homecoming I'm I'm having better hopes for the deal, but after all the sh news coming out of Sony and all their fucking spinoffs, it's like proving all the worst fears I had about what Sony was going to do. When you read that press release a couple years ago, and it says that Sony retains the rights to the character, like that, it's not a good sign. And I don't know if Marvel will ever be able to have the character outright and just buy it completely from Sony. I doubt it, the way things are going, but I, f I definitely feel like that's what needs to happen at some point. If anybody can buy Spider-Man from Sony, Disney can. Yeah. I remember, like, after the whole deal happened, that I could have sworn there was people reporting that Mar Disney and Marvel were willing to pay, like, $2 billion for Spider-Man, and Sony would not do it. But they allowed them to use the character for free, 
but that just means that all the money that this movie, that Homecoming makes, goes to Sony. Because it's like the fine print of the deal is Marvel is making the movie, but Sony is financing the movie. So if Sony's putting in all the money, they get all the profits. Okay. That's cool with me as long as fucking Marvel makes the movie. <laughs> I agree. It, it, as long as this, the storytelling is on par with all the rest of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I don't but care this where is, my, I don't care where my ticket money goes. This is what I'm afraid of. Is This is this is what gives us the vicious cycle of Sony's still going to make money off of Spider-Man, so they're still going to be pushing out all these shitty sequels and spinoffs that don't need to be there. And that's how you kill the character is oversaturation and putting out... They could be putting out two Spider-Man movies a year at this point. Uh, I mean, not necessarily movies with Spider-Man. I mean, it's going to be, you know, that universe, their spin-off universe with all these other characters... But still, it's it's still part of Spider-Man. Yeah. Shit, they're doing the animated one and Venom like two months apart, October and December of the same year. I, I'm okay with that because they're not trying in any way to make them exist in the same universe. Like, I feel like the animated divisions are so far separated from the live action that it's... that that, that never bothered me. I don't know, I still feel like it's too much too soon. You're going to get a live-action Spider-Man in the summer, in July, and then in October you would get... Or no, sorry. No, I'm, I'm thinking this... Yeah. Homecoming is 2017. The other ones are 2018. I'm getting my years all messed up. I'm getting all fired up. I can't keep my years straight. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. You guys got anything to add for all these spinoffs? Or we'll move on to cable casting. Nope. Okay. No. Uh, all right. So, again, this is another story I know we've talked about before. Um, at, or at least we talked about it in passing. I don't know if we actually gave it its full due, but uh, Cable's going to be in Deadpool 2. There's been rumors and talk about who could be playing Cable. This is a big casting job that's been out there. Uh, there's been a lot of names that have been considered and dropped for the role. I think one of the first ones I heard was Stephen Lang. Um Kyle Chandler was popped around for a little while. Pierce Brosnan got in the mix at some point. Uh, more recently, David Harbour has been in the running. Uh, and then even yesterday, I started hearing Brad Pitt was up for the role. <laughs> uh, but a lot of the stuff I've been reading between, I don't know, a couple days ago up till today, they're saying the front runner for the role is Zod himself, Michael Shannon. So what do you guys think if... Uh, Michael Shannon lands the role. Do you think he'd be a good cable? I think, Mike, you were talking about this a little bit on Facebook, so... Yes, I was. Whatever you want to add for that. Um, well, what, what I feel is that he is a versatile actor, but he's also a very good serious actor. And I feel like one of the things that I've been looking for in what I want out of a casting for cable is somebody that I find believable as a telepath. That I feel like they've really come up short on a lot of the ideas they've had. Like, Stephen Lang looks a hell of a lot like Cable. I don't know if I buy him playing a telepath. Um, okay, so what 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 stands out to you for someone that can be a telepath? They have to have kind of a... Like, I feel like that's a hard thing to describe, so I just want to figure out where your head's at with that. They have to seem smart. 
Because, I mean, if you're a telepath, you're going to be extremely intelligent because you pretty much know what's going through everybody's minds at all times if you want. And I, I just don't see there being a, you know, a stupid or a meathead type telepath in any way. And I feel like... That's how you see S- Stephen Lang is stupid and meatheady. Maybe not stupid, but more of a, you know, meathead military type. <laughs> okay. So, but, uh, I feel like we're going to get, if this is, you know, it is just the latest rumor, you know, there's been a lot of rumors, like you said, but if this is what we get, I think we're in for something good. Um, he plays that position well, and it, kind of like what I said on the Facebook post, is that, Deadpool and Cable together, it's not, you know, they're, they're kind of like the odd couple. You know, they, we, we don't need a comedic actor for Cable. You need a serious actor. You need somebody that can play the serious role and not have to play the comedy and let Deadpool handle the comedy and go from there because that's kind of how they are together. That's why, you know, the comics are so much fun to read is that they get kind of thrust into these situations together unexpectedly. And, you know, they end up getting into God knows what together so many times, you know, where, you know, Deadpool is an assassin, a ninja, everything, all that, but Cable's very much overpowered. So it's kind of like, Cable doesn't really need Deadpool around to do what he needs to accomplish. But Deadpool hangs around anyways. I want to say at one time they get stuck together in a time loop. And it's just, I don't know. To me, they're they're hilarious comics to read because Cable is such a deadpan, take-no-bullshit kind of character. Okay. You know, and that plays off a of Deadpool very, very well. Yeah. Uh, Andy, what do you think about Michael Shannon? Good for Cable. Um, I agree that he's a very versatile actor, and I think I think he's pretty good in a lot of his roles. Um, I liked him as uh, uh, the Man of Steel villain, but I know you guys aren't too high on that movie. Um, everything I've seen in him has been, seeing him in it has been pretty good. I, I, I don't know if he's, he's not exactly like a big guy, and I've always seen Cable as kind of like a, a pretty beefy guy, I guess. Yeah. So, I, I don't know how they would, uh, do that. Who else did you say? Uh, Stephen Lang, Kyle Chandler, Pierce Brosnan, David Harbour, Brad Pitt. Alright, who's Kyle Chandler? Uh, he was the dude from Friday Night Lights. I don't, I can't think of what else he's been in. Yeah, it doesn't help me. Uh, you know who David Harbour is, right? No. Stranger Uh, Things. Yeah, the sheriff from, from Stranger Things. Oh, okay. 
which I think I'm actually pulling for him. I, I'm really just curious to see what the hell it would be like with him in the role. I actually could see him doing that pretty well. Yeah, he was in, um, oh, what was that Liam Neeson movie? A Walk Among the Tombstones? Uh, are you talking about David Harbour? Yeah. I Yeah, I didn't see that one, so I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see that either. Yeah. Yeah, a pretty solid movie if you're into like Liam Neeson movies. Um, I could definitely see him doing that. Honestly, yeah, he's definitely, I feel like he's he's coming back around with Stranger Things being such a hot thing right now. I'm kind of gunning for him now. Huh. <laughs> and I th- I feel like uh, like I don't know where the the Brad Pitt thing came from. Apparently, I think I read he was like basically offered the role. I think he considered it for a little while, but I think it's basically out of the running mm-hmm. at this point. But then, like, somebody made concept art with him as Cable that started making its ways around the internet, and everyone's like, holy shit, Brad Pitt is Cable, this is gonna be fucking great! Yeah. So, I don't know, I think he would have been kind of crazy to have in the role. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where, that's where we're at with that. Not Brad Pitt. I think, Pitt. uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've seen, you know, with all these casting rumors, especially with the Michael Shannon thing coming around, the writers for Deadpool... I think have been asked about this and they, they continually have said in a couple articles that casting is pretty much done. They're expecting some announcements sometime soon. So I don't know what soon means. I don't know if it's going to be a couple days, a couple weeks or what, but it's something they probably want to start shooting soon. So we're probably going to hear official casting for cable sooner rather than later. So we'll see if any of these names we mentioned actually come to pass. But, uh, all right, so we'll move on to uh, the, the Superpower Beatdown stuff. So this is a video series on YouTube, which is called Superpower Beatdown. It's a YouTube channel that does it is called Bat in the Sun, which I guess is like the production company type thing that does does these. Um, so they select like two, sometimes more characters from comics, movies, video games, and they just pick them to fight each other. Uh, after they get their selections, they post on their website to allow fans to vote on who would win. And then based on the outcome of the voting process, they shoot a video with the fight and the projected winner. Uh, so if you haven't seen any of these videos, I think they're actually really fucking cool. The production value for these things are really, really good. And the fight choreography is normally pretty pretty cool, too. Um, but have either of you watched any of the Superpower Beatdown episodes before? A couple. I don't recall which ones but I know I have watched them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to run through a couple of the ones that I've seen. Um, Andy, have you seen I any of them? saw the Scorpion against... Who was Scorpion against? White Ranger. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, they actually had Jason David Frank to be White Ranger for that one. Uh, I think there, I might have seen another one too, but it, I, I haven't watched it in years, so... Yeah, I don't know what number they're up to. They got to be up into like the late teens, twenties, maybe. Like they've they've got a good good bunch of them out there. Um, some of the ones that I've seen, and I'm going from like the earlier ones up to some of the more recent. Uh, one of the ones way back when that I remember watching was one of the first ones they did, which was Darth Vader versus Gandalf. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Holy lord! Which that was actually pretty cool. Uh, you shall not. Pass. Well, it's this whole thing of like, like, because they craft stories for these things. Like, they give a reason why these two characters would meet and be fighting. And in that video, Darth Vader is after the Ring of Power. Understandable. So, th- yeah, it was actually pretty cool. Um, 
They've done Batman versus Wolverine. Oh my, how'd that end up? Uh, I won't tell you the winner. You can you can Clever. watch the video, but it, it, that one's pretty awesome. Uh, Superman versus Thor is one that they've done. <laughs> uh, Batman versus Deadpool is a good one. Uh, Wolverine versus the Predator. Ooh. Uh, the one Andy was talking about, White Ranger versus Scorpion. Uh, and then they actually did the Green Ranger, and he fought another uh, video game fighter, so he fought Ryu. That was one they did. The Street Fighter. Yeah. Oh, you can... And for, for both times, they had the, the Power Rangers, like the White Ranger and the Green Ranger. J- Jason David Frank did the fight for both of those. Because I think they're... I think the people that work on those videos, the Bat and the Sun crew, I think are somewhat tight with Jason David Frank, so they, they got him in to reprise his role for those things, which was pretty cool. Uh, one of my favorites was Batman versus Darth Vader. That was a good one. And I think the most recent one they did was Wonder Woman versus Wolverine. That's definitely one like of the Wolverine. ones I saw. Wolverine is like in a whole bunch of these videos. They use him for a lot of stuff. Uh, so the next battle that they have scheduled is for March 31st. That's supposed to be Batman Beyond versus Spider-Man 2099. Ooh. And then the next battle that they just announced, so it'll probably take them a good couple months to, you know, vote on it, film it, and get it up there, but it's going to be Star-Lord versus Boba Fett. So I just figured it might be fun to sort of debate. Out of these two battles, the Batman Beyond and Spider-Man 2099, who do you think would win that one? Wait, wait. What was it? Spider-Man 2099 and what? Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. Okay. I do not know enough about the differences between Batman and Batman Beyond and Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2099. So I would have to step out of that one. But if it's Batman versus (laughs) Spider-Man, I'm going Batman. But this obviously isn't just that because they wouldn't specify. Yeah, they're both the future versions of these characters that are both like, like it's not Peter Parker and it's not Bruce Wayne. Um, I've watched the, I used to watch the Batman Beyond cartoon when it was on. So I, I definitely know a little bit more about Batman Beyond than the Spider-Man character. Cause I don't even know what the guy, like the guy's name underneath the suit for Spider-Man 2099. Cause I know it's not Peter Parker. It's somebody else. I used to collect 2099 comics and I had a bunch of Spider-Man ones, but I can't remember a lot about them. Like I can picture the suit, but that's yeah, about the it. Suit, the suit looked pretty badass, And I think it's back now, isn't it? I think there's they're running Spider Man twenty ninety nine comics now. Oh yeah, I think they I are. saw it in the comic shop the other the other week. Yeah. Well even Batman Beyond I think came back. They started they, they brought him back with the whole rebirth thing, I think, and started having a run of his too. But like like Batman Beyond is it's the kid's name that plays that is Batman is Terry McGinnis. Basically Bruce Wayne is too old to be Batman, so he recruits a, a younger kid to put on a suit. But the suit is sort of like tech enhanced and has like rocket boosts and he can he can fly that way it's almost like an iron man suit except it's batman yeah a little bit more sleeker i think than iron man at least in the cartoon okay um so yeah i was always a fan of batman beyond so my vote would be batman beyond only because i i like him better i don't really know enough to you know go through strength strengths and weaknesses with the two characters but i'm definitely voting batman beyond I don't know, Andy, do you have a say one way or the other? I would probably say that Spider-Man would win that one, just because I feel like 
the relative. I don't know. Not being Bruce Wayne, I mean, you're you're lacking like that that sheer gritty determination that I think would enable you, Batman, to win a lot of the battles that that you were talking about right here. Okay. Um, and if you have this, just I, I would hesitate to call him a young punk in this this Batman suit. I just I just feel like someone who's more self achieved, like Spider Man twenty ninety nine might be. Would might end up winning the battle more now if it were Bruce Wayne versus you know Spider Man twenty ninety nine I would say Bruce Wayne like hands down but okay. I I would tend to go with Spider Man that for those reasons all right uh yeah if you guys you know for whoever's listening if you haven't checked out any of these videos definitely check out their page uh whenever this one debuts at the end of the month I'll definitely be putting it up on the Facebook page so you can check back at the end of the month and find it there if you want to see who wins this battle. Uh, but for their, their next battle, the one they're doing after this one, again, is Star-Lord versus Boba Fett. So where do you guys stand on that battle? Who do you think would win that one? Uh, Boba Fett. Um, I, I don't, I don't think there's any question on this unless the Guardians show up and help Star-Lord in some way. Um, Boba Fett runs solo and he manages to do just fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like to me, Star Lord is more of a scavenger without the Guardians. Without the team assembled, I don't think he's as special on his own. Yeah, he never struck me as the type of character that can, at least again from the movie, the one movie that we've seen so far. He never struck me as the type of character that could. Handle himself as well in a one-on-one fight as Boba Fett could. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think like he relies he... a little bit more on like dumb luck. Right. It, it it doesn't seem like everything's all planned out. Yeah. Uh, Andy, what do you think? Uh, I would probably lean towards Boba Fett myself. Okay. But I was just thinking, like, in the original trilogy of uh, Star Wars, I mean, we're led to believe that, uh, you know, Boba Fett is this elite bounty hunter mercenary type guy. And quite frankly, what we see of Boba Fett is is, is kind of bumbling. Yeah, if you're specifically singling out the Return of the Jedi moment. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, at least in the old canon, I think they might have established it in the new canon too. But he survives the Sarlacc pit, so anybody that come out of the, that can come out of the Sarlacc pit alive, yeah, you got to give him props for that one. Yeah, I think we have to rely on like other sources for Boba Fett's fighting ability because you're right. If we just go by the movies, there's not too much to go by. No. I mean, even if you think back to Clone Wars when he's, uh, was it Clone Wars or was it Rebels? Which one was he in? Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah, because he was still a little kid and learning, learning how to be a bounty hunter, that type of thing. In Clone yeah, Wars. he was, yeah, he was kind of bumbling then too. But I'm assuming, because this is definitely adult Boba Fett, so he's got to be like, I'm thinking top of his game here. 
And someone that has that type of reputation, I think it's it's got to be him. I think it's hands down Boba Fett. I would be surprised if Star-Lord wins, I think. But, yeah, I guess it depends. It's, you know, it could come down to a popularity contest. If people are just voting online and not necessarily taking the battles into account of who could actually win and just like, well, I like this character better. I'm going to vote for them. How do they determine Determinate. How do they determine the winners? I mean, when determinate, they... I won't determine. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I, I follow their Facebook page. So they, the one that I shared on Facebook, they posted to their Facebook page and then they gave a link to their website announcing the battle and you vote through their website. Like, just pick one. Which one do you think will win? So it could, and then like, they, a... ma- they make it so. Yeah. Yeah. They tally the votes and at the end of the video, like if you watch the the finished product, whatever videos they release, they'll show the fight, and then however it turns out, right at the end of the fight, they'll say, "Okay, and the votes were tallied, and this is the percentages to how people voted." So they they you know after the the fight is determined with the winner, they they show you how they voted and why that winner was picked the way it was. Yeah. It, they don't they the, don't go too easy either. The Wonder Woman versus Wolverine video was pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah, they can get pretty rough. And I think the ones that are voted on pretty closely, like that end up being like within a couple percentage of each other, they film an alternate ending and then they release that like a couple months later. Like I'm pretty sure the Scorpion White Ranger one had an alternate ending that they put on. So you could see the other other side of that at a later point. I didn't know that they did that, but okay. They don't do it for all of them. I think it's they they only do it for a few, and I think it's determined by how closely the votes are. Like if somebody wins seventy five to twenty five, I don't think they film an alternate alternate ending for that. Okay. Um. All right. So we're all voting Boba Fett. Yes. Definitely. All right. So we'll see. Uh, whenever that one releases, I'm sure it'll probably be like six months before that's out. But, I mean, we haven't seen Guardians 2 yet, so maybe uh, Star-Lord's individual fighting prowess has yet to have been discovered True. by us. True. So, we could change our opinion in a couple months. Well, yeah. I mean, that was I another mean, never... good question. Is this, is this just the Star-Lord from the movie? Or is this comics and I mean, guys, movie? Have you guys... I mean, they might... Know... Sorry, Andy, go ahead. Do you guys know a lot about Star-Lord in the comic-wise? I, I don't. Personally. I don't either. No. It sounds like Mike might have had a little bit of minimal background with uh, Guardians a little bit. Minimal, other than the that he's you know half Spartax, which gives him extra physical abilities or power, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I think they pull from all sources. I mean, judging from the picture that they released online announcing the fight, they're definitely pulling costume design from the movie. Okay. Like I think yeah, it yeah. looks like the movie version. So, speaking of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, um, did you guys happen to see the trailer that got released with Beauty and the Beast? No, not yet. Uh, I mean, I saw Beauty and the Beast, but I don't think I saw a new trailer for Guardians. Really? Yeah. Because it had the the Kurt Russell appearance or whatever. Oh, oh, yeah. I think we might have. I don't know if we talked about that one, but I I I have seen that one where he pops up right at the very end. 
Yeah. Yeah, and then he says the words that I fucking didn't want them to say. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I I swear, like fucking trailer making is a, a fucking lost art, and I feel like there's only very few movie franchises that do it correctly. See, I don't think that I don't was... want to know that shit before I go see the movie, man. Leave a little bit of fucking mystery, Jesus. Yeah, I guess it depends on what you're reading because there are definitely places that were reporting officially that that's the role he was playing. But I guess again, if you don't follow that kind of stuff and you see it in the trailer, that yeah, that could that could throw you for a loop. Yeah, exactly. Not everybody's looking this stuff up on the internet to find out what role he's going to play, and right, you know. So I'm happy knowing that Kurt Russell's in the movie. I like Kurt Russell. I'm a big Kurt Russell fan. But I don't want to go into the movie knowing that he's going to be like, oh, "I'm your father," <laughs> you know, like "fuck you, fuck you." <laughs> Sorry, my rant is over. Okay. You're- Kurt Russell impression, man, it's great. <laughs> is that just like your dad impression, like every everybody's yeah, dad? Yeah, or... no, that was that was just goofy dad impression, not necessarily <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> just, just trying to figure out where it stands. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, back to the superpower beatdown. We'll see in a couple months uh, how this fight plays out. We'll find out at the end of the month, I guess, how Batman Beyond and Spider Man twenty ninety nine plays out. But, all right, so that's it for, like, the headline stuff that I have. We got a little bit of time left. Um, so we'll probably just end with uh, the what's up with you stuff. So, what's you know, every you, Ming? Yeah. <laughs> I I might use Andy's little intro. We have, he started mumbling sort of a, an intro type thing, like the spoiler <laughs> alert. If you've heard the Andy spoiler alert that I use all the time, there might be one that I have to use again. If not this time, then definitely the next time we do a what's up with you, it's going to be in there, I think. <laughs> So, so look, forward, look forward to that the next time. It's a good uh, thing I stopped recording and then re-recorded afterwards. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So every every so often, you know, like we like to do, sort of when we're filling time, or if we just want something else to talk about, uh, I just like to ask whoever's guesting that week, just sort of what everybody's been doing, what they're watching, playing, reading, all that stuff that maybe we haven't been covering, but everybody's just doing on their own. We haven't really talked about yet. Does this have to be spoiler-free stuff? Uh, yes. If you're bringing it up, no spoilers. Motherfucker. Yeah, because I, you know, I don't know what what you're watching that I'm watching. We might be watching the same thing, but watching it at different paces. I might know more stuff than you, or something like this. So I don't want to ruin your experience. Oh, look at Brian. I know more stuff than you. All right. I I bet you yeah, I do know something more than you on at least one thing. Because <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring I'm it just... up. And talk as vague as possible about it because I'm just messing. But all right, uh, Andy, you want to go first? Whatever you're watching, playing, reading, any of that stuff. Yeah, I'm going to start with um, Legion because I just watched two episodes today before I go to be on my list as well on on the podcast. I just finished episode four. See, I'm ahead of you in this. This is what I was referring to. Yeah, Um, and I know you mentioned that you knew like which which X Men villain you thought. Like, big X-Men villain was highlighting, like, the antagonist of the series so yes. far. And, yes. and I can't I can't place it after watching the fourth episode. Yeah, I, I Maybe texted... Maybe my X-Men knowledge is fucking uh, dwarfed by yours or I something, think, but... I think I, te- I texted both of you, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you didn't I started... tell me who, but you... Right, yeah, I'm purposely yeah, you just... keeping yeah. it vague. Thank God, because I fucking hate spoilers. Yeah, uh, but... 
yeah, I think it was it was during episode four, somewhere in the middle towards the end, that it finally clicked on me that I think I figured out who the villain of the season was. Um, and it's not a character in the show, it's specifically an X-Men villain, if you know your X-Men lore. Um, and I will say, I just finished episode seven, so I'm caught up to what is out right now. And in episode seven, the beginning of episode seven, they confirm my theory. They straight out call that character by name. So my theory was correct. I will not say who it was until we get there. It's definitely a show I want to talk about at some point. So if everybody gets caught up and maybe after we're finished with it, I, I would like to talk about that one on a future episode so we can get into all the spoilery details. Mike, have you watched any of this? Not yet. I've told Brian a few times if he insists that we're going to do a show, I will, I will watch it and catch up. But otherwise, I am going to power watch this start to finish on like a Saturday and Sunday kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I'm only four episodes in, and, and let me tell you, it, it it clutched me in episode one. Like, I need to watch a little more of this because I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then, like, episode two, I'm like, wow, I'm really intrigued. Now that I've watched, like, three and four, I'm like, holy fuck, I really like this show. So uh, I would highly recommend watching it. I mean, if you want to do the whole power-watching thing, more to you because right now I want to watch every fucking thing that they have <laughs> out there. So I, I would recommend doing that, but I definitely think we should come back on it and kind of give our thoughts about season one finale all all that jazz yeah because they have announced a season two season two is coming good because it, they, they are doing a phenomenal job with this i think the acting's good the writing so far through four episodes is pretty good the soundtrack is on the verge fucking creepy i mean oh, it's, yeah. they they're doing a really damn good job which is surprising because i did not have high hopes for this at all i was actually really surprised how cerebral the show is yeah, there's a lot of thinking to it. Like, it's trippy as fuck, and there's a certain, like, you know, there could be two or three episodes where you're just in someone's mind just the whole time, and you're you're yeah. trying to figure out what's real and what's not, and it's really trippy. Yeah. Um, I Mike, to sort of just give you the heads up, there is eight episodes in the first season, so they just finished seven. Eight is next week, and then the season oh. is done. Oh, it's only an eight-episode season? Yes, I looked that up today because I was curious. That's, that's a shorty. So eight episodes shouldn't be too bad to power through. No, you know, I'll probably I'll probably be watching. You know, I'll watch the finale next week and I'll be done. So I don't know how quickly Andy can get through, but maybe sometime soon, if you want to look into starting that show and getting through it, we could we could talk about that fairly soon. And I will just say the last fifteen minutes, I guess, or ten or fifteen minutes of that first episode is still like one of the best things I think I've seen in a television show in a while. Not remembering the last fifteen minutes of the first. There episode. is a prolonged action sequence at the end of that episode. Oh yes, that, that is, is really cool. Fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I think that's as vague as I can be for this show without getting into too much stuff. Okay, I was trying, trying to hear the important parts there and hoping you didn't accidentally spoil. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm I, trying really hard not to spoil. Okay. Well, you did a good job yeah, with it because I didn't hear any. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. on episode four and I still have no fucking clue what's going on. But but it, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Uh, yeah. If you if you start whoever starts watching this, if you haven't already, and you want to get into it, don't read theories online because I think they will spoil at, at the very least who the villain is in this show. And if you're familiar with X Men lore. Uh, you might be able to pick out the villain maybe a little bit 
easier to you know pick up on the the hints that they're leaving. So, Mike, I'm actually because you're a big X Men fan, so I'm I'm curious to see if you start watching it. How soon before you pick up on who the villain is? Okay, I will let you know. Uh, As I'm watching, I will be sure to text you and be like, okay, I'm on episode whatever, this is who the villain is. Yeah. And Andy, if you ever start getting a guess on who it is, you have to let me know. Yeah, I I, I feel like I'm going to be oblivious until they're like, so-and-so, and and I'll be like, (laughs) fuck! (laughs) Well, I will say, if you you figure it out before episode 7, you're good. At the beginning of episode 7, they will confirm who it is, so you have that to look forward to. Well, damn it, now I'm just going to be, like, thinking about it all the damn time. <laughs> it's one of those ones, I think, after they tell you, if you go back and watch the season again, I think you'll appreciate all the hints better. Am I going to be pissed off that I didn't figure it out? Uh, I'm going to say yes, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Again, most of I think we've talked before. Most of my X-Men knowledge comes from the 90s cartoon. If you're pretty familiar with the 90s cartoon, I think you might be a little mad. Fuck. I don't remember how much this person is actually in the 90s cartoon, but I know they have, at least for me, some memorable episodes. Okay. But, sorry, I think I kind of hijacked your show there, if you want to continue with whatever else you're watching. <laughs> um, I am midway through season two of Voltron. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's been a pretty solid season so far. I do thoroughly enjoy that show. So how about still I... missing the soundtrack? But <laughs> the soundtrack that they came up with is pretty solid. I I still feel like the nostalgic '80s cartoon soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. would have been, or maybe an homage to that would be a little bit better. But you know, um, still thoroughly enjoying it. So how about I was suggesting that show to to Eric? to watch because he was looking for something on Netflix to watch and I don't I don't know he might have been watching it for maybe a week maybe less than that and it was right after season two came out and I texted him like hey how far are you through he's like oh, I'm just finishing up the season I was like oh for season one that was pretty quick he's like no season two I was like what <laughs> so he really likes it yeah so he burned through that he really enjoyed that show so yeah if anyone you know hasn't watched Voltron on Netflix yet. I think it's it's highly recommended. I think you should check it out. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really looking forward to what they're going to do with the rest of Season 2, so... Yeah, I did, um, I did finish Season 2. Season 2 was good. I also watched the first season of Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix. Uh, the Drew Barrymore one. Drew Barrymore and uh, Josh? What the hell is his name? He was from um, uh... Oh, what was that Texas gun show called? Oh, it's, it's uh, what's-his-face? Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, that's it, Timothy Oliphant. I always get him mixed up with Josh Duhamel for some reason. Um, oh, I can see that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite an odd show. I was not sure that I would keep watching it after the first episode. But ended up finishing the season. Recommended? Um, not recommended? I don't know. <laughs> Um, it is very, very odd, um, if you aren't able to figure it out from, like, the trailer and stuff from Netflix, uh, it is about zombies. Okay. Um, I don't feel like that's a spoiler, because they feel like they pretty much give that away, just, you know, as a theme for it. Um, 
Yeah. I, I don't know if I would recommend it, but I do kind of want to talk about it because it's it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> so if you end up watching it, like by all means, talk to me about it because what the fuck? Yeah, it wasn't really on my list that I was like, oh, I definitely want to check that out. So I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I felt like you know the star power was there, like Drew Barrymore and uh, Timothy Oliphant. Right. Like right. Solid casting right there, but. <laughs> that's a hell of a review yeah it's it's an odd one um i kind of want to know what happens in season two and i kind of don't care so <laughs> i don't know where i'm at i'm still in the middle of the seesaw i guess all right well i guess you know if we ever do this segment again we can check in with you and see if you do they have is season two out now or is it just season one yeah, there's just a season one i don't even know if it got picked up for a season two okay. so i mean they definitely have a uh cliffhanger so Okay. Curious to see if it did well or not. I don't know how they determine that for Netflix just by views or ratings. I don't know how they. Do yeah, that. I don't. Yeah, because Netflix doesn't release numbers, so you don't really know what people yeah, are watching. Like, do they even have like a Nelson Family TV ratings for Netflix? I don't even know how that works. I I don't think it goes through. I don't. I doubt it goes through Nelson. I'm sure they can tell how many people are selecting that to watch. Like you know, almost like clicks on a website. Yeah, but okay. So I watched it. What if I fucking hated it? You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, it might tally up. Like, if you quit during halfway through the season, like if you watch the whole thing, if yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, so I don't know. I think I just read they're getting determines. they're getting rid of like their five star rating system. So I don't know how they're going to rate shows now. Oh, are they? Yeah, that was a thing that hit. I don't know, a couple couple days ago. I think I saw that. I don't know how soon what? that's going to go away, but. Are they replacing it with something else? That's what I don't know. Smiley Unless, face, frowny face. <laughs> that could smiley be, face, could be that simple. Face. Uh, yeah, so what else? Uh, anything else? Hmm. I don't know. I can't think of anything else. Anything you're playing? You still playing Skyrim? Still playing Skyrim, yep. Just started a uh, Dweemer Ruin quest. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they're big dungeons with a whole bunch of like dwarven mechanical constructs and things and such. Okay. Yeah. Any idea how many hours you put in that game? So far, no. Okay. I mean, I, I think it does have like an hour count to it, but I, I, I haven't looked. Okay. Yeah, just just curious. Yeah, I feel like I could play this for about like four years straight and not do anything, <laughs> so... Yeah, I know a lot of people that have got caught up in that game. Even my brother-in-law keeps playing it. Uh, yeah, Chris, if you're listening, here's your shout-out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he he keeps, every so often, it's like, hey, did you, did you start playing Skyrim yet? Have you played that yet? I'm like, no, I haven't played it. He's like, yeah, I'm still... He was real excited he became a vampire or a werewolf or something and was like... Yeah, he's, you can he's do like, both. <laughs> saying something like, yeah, I spent two hours trying to cure my werewolfism or something. <laughs> yeah, there's a quest line to... Uh... To cure it, I think so. So yeah, I'm sure there's a shit ton of stuff you can do in that game. Yeah, I went for a, a different archetype of a warrior than I usually do. You know, I'm usually like a sword and shield type of warrior, but I went for a two-handed weapon. Oh, okay. Spe like specialization this time, so it's a little odd. Yeah. Play for me, but 
instead of like the the fast like kill him quick like hack 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 it's more like dodge dodge power attack dodge yeah. dodge 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 power attack you know <laughs> so it, it's a little weird so far uh i die a lot <laughs> that's fair yeah yeah but uh yeah so mages kick the ever-living fuck out of me so. <laughs> uh, i have to figure out a way to solve that i don't know if i have to like enchant my armor with magic resistance or something which i know you can do i just haven't done it yet might have to google that yeah go to the google uh yeah well uh, if you got nothing else maybe we'll check with mike you good yeah. All right. Uh, Mike, what do you got? What are you into? Well, I have been uh, slacking a bit on my television show watching. Um, I've been watching a bit of uh, Rebels when it comes each week, which has been getting extremely good. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that has not caught up on that yet, um, but you need to catch up to the current episode. I know Brian and yeah, I, I was... are kind of dying to sit here and talk about this right now, but it's it's very spoiled. Yeah, I have. Do. I, I was <laughs> going to bring it up when I when we got to me too, and I might just run through this stuff because I I made myself notes because I was like I want to talk about it, but I want to be as spoiler free and general about it as possible. So I'm just kind of going to read through my bullet points, maybe just do so it. that we can sort of tease. But I'm going to again try really hard is, not to. Is this the uh, finale episode of season three? Uh, second to last episode. Finale is this weekend. Okay. Um, and I don't, I want to clarify first. Andy, I think, I know we've talked about the Re- some of the Rebels trailers that have come out before. Did Were you there when we talked about the mid-season finale, or the mid-season trailer? When uh, they teased a rematch that we had I probably believe, talked about? The Obi-Wan Darth Maul thing? Yes, okay. I just want to make sure that was public knowledge before I sort of talked about stuff. Yeah, I know, I know that I didn't see... Or maybe I did. I think I did see that trailer. But I didn't get to watch the first half of the season. So, I mean, you kind of felt it coming. but Yeah. Um, um, even even just what I've watched, which was just through the end of season two. Okay. Yeah, because you said you hadn't started this season at all yet. So you're, you're waiting until no. it's out and done before you come yeah, back. Yeah, and... because I don't get Disney HD and I, like, I don't want to fucking buy Hulu or any kind of shit like that. Yeah. So I'll have to, other means, acquire it. So. Okay. Uh, then... Again, it's like Mike was saying, I think it's something that we'd like to talk about. If other, we'll probably wait until maybe some other people get caught up to the season and watch the episodes and stuff. But the the episode that just aired, which was Twin Sons, second to last episode of the season, um, Twin Sons, yeah. Uh, so they, so it happens on Tatooine. Yeah, they finally had this the showdown that we were just referring to. Maul and Obi Wan get their rematch. Now. A lot. The way this played out, I think a lot of people are, or it's sort of getting heat from certain people, and initially really surprised me the way it played out, and I don't think I liked it initially. Uh, but upon reading some things, watching a couple, the, every week when the the episodes air, they have on on Star Wars YouTube channel they do Rebels Recon, which is how they recap the previous episode of Rebels that just aired. They talk about behind the scenes stuff, creative decisions that were made, and what went into making the episode, that kind of thing. Uh, after reading a couple articles and watching the Rebels recon for this episode, it definitely made me appreciate this the way this thing played out a lot more. And I find myself really, really liking it the more I started reading and talking about it. So that, that's kind of all I'm going to say about it. 
until other people watch it and we'll we'll talk about it. And then there there's I guess like some dialogue that happens too that I think could possibly change some big Star Wars lore depending on how you look at it from a cer- from from a certain point of view. Uh and and that's something that I think is worth probably digging into and just theorizing and speculating about if we think it actually changes anything or not. Um so yeah, I think there there are some definitely some important things in this episode. So if you haven't watched it or haven't been caught up, I definitely think it's one to check out. And I'm really, really excited to see how the season normally their season finales are really fucking cool. So I'm really curious how this plays out at the end of the season. But yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna say. That's those are my bullet points. Okay. Um, I would agree with everything there. Uh <laughs> I, you know, it's it's hard to say much about it without being spoiling so i will move on um the big news right now for me in gaming is uh next tuesday destiny's new update is gonna change the face of the game it's called age of triumph um basically all the old stuff from the first couple of years of the game are coming back just as hard as all the new content is with new gear guns equipment everything like that to go and collect again so, so Vault of Glass is coming back? Is Vault of Glass, is... Crota's End, King's Fall, all are being updated to current light level uh, okay. difficulties. And they're all getting brand new sets of armor. So it's uh, quite exciting uh, because it's now making them relevant again. The guns, a lot of them are all coming back. It's the time to get back into Destiny is now. Um, but hopefully it... You know, they've released a lot of pictures of uh, the new armor. It looks pretty friggin' awesome. So it's, you know, it may it may seem irrelevant to go and collect all of it since your characters aren't going to carry over, but I'm still going to do it. Yeah, I think we're going to lose Mike into Destiny for a good couple months. <laughs> what do you mean they're not going to carry over? Your characters for Destiny 2 will be brand new. Your appearance will carry over, but none of your equipment, stats, anything. Have they announced Destiny Two? Yes, yes, they have. Well, it's it's oh. coming the end, like quarter the four. This year. Yeah, like quarter three, four. Like they they've said it's coming. You know it's coming. They haven't officially announced a release date or any details about the game, other than it's going to be released by the end of the year. There, there seem to be a lot of leaks happening, like posters and some details leak here and there, so an announcement could be imminent. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere around the release of this content that they're like, oh, by the way, here's the stuff that's coming, you know, in the, in the sequel. And if we don't hear it then, I guarantee you we will hear it in E3 in June. I think that would probably be a solid place for them to at least give us more details about the game if they don't announce announce it before that. But yeah, they they have made it clear that any gear, weapons, anything you've accumulated over the last three years does not carry over to the sequel. The only thing that carries <laughs> over is what your character looks like underneath the armor, which is like the one thing I would want to change. So yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I know Mike's excited about the content. It might bring me back to play for a little bit, but I don't feel like I have much of an incentive to do anything in that game anymore. Why gonna, would you? Yeah, if I'm going to lose it all when I buy the... Because I will buy the sequel. I like the game enough that I will buy the sequel. But, you know, with that in mind, if I if nothing I have carries over, I get to keep it, and the only way to keep to play with that stuff is to go back into Destiny 1. I I don't know. 
to me, it, it's it's hard to find the motivation to get any of that stuff. I'm sure if I want to, I can hit Mike up and he'll be like, let's go, man. I got this, but we'll see if I get there. That's that's why I stopped playing Destiny. I got tired of having to reacquire better gear constantly by playing the same shit that I had already played. I mean, I think that's going to be the MO for even the sequel. I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, and, and you know what? I had a blast doing that for a long time, and it just, you know what? Like, why am I doing this? I feel like I'm not getting anywhere, you know? Every time I would catch up, and, like, I don't power through these games like I used to, so I feel like every time I caught up, I I was already behind. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I, if I'd missed, like, I don't know, a week, you know, it was like, you're already behind. You're already, like, 40 light levels behind or like 120 light levels behind or something yeah. like that. And just like, Jesus. So I eventually just kind of gave up. I think it comes down to, too, just having a solid group to play with. I know Mike's got himself into a clan that he plays with regularly, and I think that helps. You'd be welcome to join us, man. I, <laughs> I know. I know the invitation is out there. You, you play with some... You know, folks like us, you, it won't seem quite as daunting when you go in and get frustrated with a raid. Yeah. Sad, you know. Yeah, because you're, you're raiding all the time. That's like, that's your MO. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm, I'm working on everything, but the the raids are just the best, man. Yeah. So, it, it, I'm really looking forward to Vault of Glass coming back. It's such an awesome raid. Looking forward to it being difficult again. You know. That'll be fun. I mean the uh, the gun they're bringing back. I think that I'm most excited. The Ve- the Vex Mythoclast was still one of my favorite guns from year one, and they're bringing that one back. So part of me is like, ooh, what would that be like in current light level? Yeah, I never got that gun, but I got killed by it a lot in fucking PvP. So. Yeah, I love that thing. <laughs> fucking hated that gun, but only because I didn't have it <laughs> and got killed by it a lot. Fusion rifle, right? It was a fusion rifle, but it, it fired really, really quickly. Like, almost like a scout. Like, it was a single shot, but it fired real, real quick. But yeah, it was classified as a fusion rifle for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I Yeah, because fusion rifles are normally secondary, because that was a primary weapon. Yes. But, uh, yeah, you got anything else, Mike? No, that's really it right now. <laughs> just Destiny, all Destiny all the time. It has been for a while, yeah. Well, you you got another game, too. Well, you got a couple other games. I haven't played them as much because of Destiny, but... Uh, so not, en- not enough to really chime in on them? No. Like, I've played Wildlands with a couple of my clanmates from Destiny, and I pretty much just get carried through missions because they're further ahead in that than I am. So okay. I- Quite a few times they've gone on missions and I've just kind of stood there and then been like, oh, look, it's done. Shit, what did I do? <laughs> so, uh, it seems like it's going to be fun once I figure out what the hell to do. How's uh, how's Overwatch treating you? Um, It's a good distraction. You know, go in, play for 20 minutes, half an hour, and, you know, kind of relax after the pressure of playing a raid in Destiny or something like that. <laughs> You know. Fair enough. It's it's the unwind game. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's exactly what. Did it is. either of you guys get the um the gold free game on Xbox Live? Uh, what was it? The uh, premium edition of Evolve. 
Uh, I downloaded it. I haven't played it. Okay. I had played Evolve when it first came out, and I hated it. I, I've heard really bad reviews, so I wasn't sure. Uh, I, I mean, I downloaded it. You know, I, I got like a free month of Xbox Live or whatever, gold, and I was like, hey, look, Evolve. You know, I've always been curious about it, but I've always been hesitant because anytime I go to like a used bookstore, there's like 40 copies of Evolve there. Like people went out, bought it, and said this sucks, and returned it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I remember playing the beta. I wasn't too keen on the beta. But at the same time, I played the beta by myself, matched with random people. So that's anytime you're playing a game that is meant to be played cooperatively or in some sort of teamwork, and you're and you're just playing with strangers, it's not as fun to me. If I, with that game being free, if I get a couple of my buddies together, you know, four or five of us play that game together, I might actually have some fun with it. So it's something I'd like to try. I don't know if I will. Uh, but the other thing too is I think that studio that made that game, I think they went under. I don't think they're there anymore. Like, I don't think that game performed as well as they wanted to, and it forced them out of business. Mike, what did you not like about it? Oh, it was just all around bad. <laughs> like, it, it's lo- It's probably a good... Like, mechanics, or... You're asking me to recall something here. This is probably 18 months or more ago. Um, and I, <laughs> and I, I probably played about 20 or 30 matches on it, and I was like, fuck this, this is dumb. Why did I buy this? You know, like so. So is every encounter like a raid? Like it's like you and like six people trying to take down a monster? Is that? No, 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 no. You can either be the monster or be a member of a team of four trying to kill the monster. Oh, okay. And uh, it's, yeah, it's four versus one. Four people versus one monster, but it's the monster is controlled by another person. Yeah, and the monster it goes down way too fucking easy. Like, for being the monster that it is, it is far too hard to kill them. You mean it's easy being the monster? No, no, no. It's far too hard to kill, like, the normal characters that are trying to kill you as the monster. You're uh, this so big... if you're the monster, you're fucked. Yeah, it felt that way a lot. Okay. So. And, you, Mike, you played the game, what, when it was first out? Yes. All right, so between now and then, they could have patched that? Of course. So, yeah, I mean, we might have to try it, update it, like, you know, now, to see if anything's changed or if we think it plays any better, but... I mean, Andy, if you downloaded it, I got it downloaded, too. You want to play it sometime, you let me know. Uh, maybe. I'll I'll give it a go with you. Do you guys, uh, also, do you guys know anything about that Ark Survival Evolved game? I, the only thing I know is, like, you hunt dinosaurs or fight dinosaurs or something. Right? Uh, I I played... It's weird. I don't understand, like, exactly what... I don't think it's uh, necessarily a demo, but you can, like, play it. But it's, like, a, a preview of an unfinished game or something. It's not even a beta. I, I, I don't really understand what exactly it is, but you can play it a little bit. Oh, I don't know. But, and I did, and I was very intrigued, and also not. <laughs> I don't know how to describe Just it. Just because it was but, unfinished? Uh, yeah, it was kind of like one of those things like, you know, this game is going to change because it's unfinished. So, I mean, you can buy it, but this isn't necessarily how it's going to end up being. You're <laughs> like, well, uh, the, why would I buy it if this isn't the game? <laughs> yeah, that's weird that they would put it out if it's not done yet. Yeah, if 
if you log on to Xbox Live, you know, maybe go to it and read what I was reading. Because it like everything I've read about the game, what it's supposed to be, sounds really fucking cool. But I'm still hesitant because what I played might not necessarily be how it plays. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I just say just wait until it's finished before you decide yeah. to get it one way or the other. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. So I'm very much intrigued, and I do want to try it when it is finished. But uh, yeah, all right. Something about dinosaurs, and you tame them and breed them, and then you have to fight them. And oh, okay, that's not anything what I thought it was. Yeah, um, and you're actually against like other people that you're playing on. Like they can steal your shit and kill you, and you can steal their shit and kill them and stuff. So it's almost like uh, the old MMOs that had like consequences to them. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Mike, you got anything else, or I'll jump into a couple things I got. Go for it. All right. Uh, the only other thing that I was going to talk about that I'm watching that neither of these guys talked about because the other like legion was on my list and rebels we i touched on both of those uh iron fist i'm trying to get through iron fist so i'm about halfway i think i'm six episodes in uh you shows... said you're trying to get through it that's not <laughs> well like the show's the show's getting bad reviews i feel like everybody seems to hate it i don't think it's that bad it is slow i think it it, it i don't feel like there's a lot that happens in some of the episodes um, so I'm, I'm waiting for all that stuff to sort of hit the fan at some point, and when we're going to maybe get some bigger action sequences and stuff. Like, there are some fights here and there, but nothing that I feel like is real big. Nothing that's, I don't think, as well choreographed or awesome as, like, the Daredevil fights. I still think Daredevil does all that stuff better. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to watch it to get a feel for the character and what this character could be like with Defenders, because I don't really know anything about Iron Fist. Um, but... I mean, as of right now, I like it. I don't think it's any worse than any of the other Marvel Netflix series or anything like that. I think it's still on, on par with those. I just still think I like Daredevil better. Um, and there's one character that keeps throwing me for a loop every time I see him because he just looks like an older Justin Long. And I know it's not Justin Long, and it freaks me out every time I see him because he looks fucking just like him. So, yeah, I don't know if that'll stick, stick with anybody else, but he sticks out to me for whatever reason. Uh, and that's, you know, that's another show I think we could probably talk about after people get through it. I know everybody gets through Netflix shows at different paces. So if you guys end up starting Iron Fist or getting through Iron Fist and finishing it and you want to talk about it, let me know. We'll try to devote some time to it. Uh, it's definitely something I want to watch. Yes. Yeah. Because at this point, like, it's the last one before Defenders. I know we're all going to watch Defenders, so just got to bridge that gap, I guess. Um, other than that, I think that's pretty much all I'm watching. Uh, Playing-wise, I just bought Mass Effect, which seems to be getting hammered from people's reviews. Most, basically, they're yelling at like facial animations and shit like that. But I haven't really encountered any problems so far. Maybe like five hours in. Um, nothing really stood out to me. Like... I, I don't know what people expected. Like I feel like the, the way characters talk and interact for the dialogue sections is no different than any past Mass Effect games. So I don't know if they just wanted a real, like a bigger improvement, more fluid conversation stuff, but if you played the other three games, it's the same type of stuff. So I, I, I don't know what people are bitching about. I think it looks a lot prettier. I think the combat's tighter. 
there's a little bit more mobility. They give you, like, jump jets so your character can jump around, which they couldn't do in previous games. Um, like I said, I'm not, I'm only, like, five hours in, so there's not too much to talk about yet. Uh, but I'm a big fan of the Mass Effect franchise, so I'm, I'm still enjoying the game. I'll have to probably check back in maybe after I get more into it, because those are, those are long games to do. Uh... I don't know if there's anything else I've been really playing. Um, oh, I did... I picked up... If anybody's looking for, like, a quick game to get through that I actually enjoyed was a game called Firewatch. Have you guys heard of that one at all? No. It's, like, it's first person. It's more, I guess, sort of, like, uh, adventure mystery type game. Um, I got through it in the, the course of an afternoon, like, maybe five or six hours, and you can get through it. Uh, it... The way it starts is you're you're picking like different dialogue options, and essentially you're you're a character whose wife is like uh, diagnosed with like Alzheimer's, like at a very young age, and things aren't going very well with your relationship, and so he takes a job as like a park ranger in a watchtower over this national park, and the game starts off where you're doing just like menial things for the park, like people are setting fireworks off in the park, and you have to go you know tell them to stop it before they set forest fire. You know, start a forest fire or something. Um, and then by the time you get back to your tower, you realize someone has broken into your place and trashed the place. And it starts this whole mystery of, like, people might be spying on you, and you don't know what's going on in this park, and you're trying to uncover this mystery, and then people go missing, and then the, you might be blamed for it. And it the mystery of it had me. I was really curious how the story played out. I think there are different types of decisions that maybe, or, or things to do in the game that I wasn't really sure were... Like I'm trying to think of how to say it without being sort of all right. So during the course of the game, you're you're communicating with another tower on the radio, some female voice, and along with this mystery, I think by the end of the game, it sort of decides if you stick with your wife or if you have a chance to go and sort of be with this chick that's in the other tower. And by the end of the game, I was doing. I realized, thinking back, that there were certain things that I did in the game that may have influenced the way the end of the story played out, like. When you're in your tower, you have a picture of you and your wife in your in your room, which is always like face down when you start the day, and you have a chance to go over to the picture and put it back up and face it up on the shelf. To me, it looked cluttery, so I was like, oh, of course I want to put that back where it belongs, so I put the picture back up. I think the fact that every time I did that was telling the game, like, oh, I still want to be with my wife. So when I got to the end of the game, it sort of influenced how that played out. Which, again, is something I didn't think about at the time, but looking back was like, oh, maybe that has something to do with it. So I actually kind of want to play through the story again and see if I can do things differently and see how things influence the end of the game. But, yeah, if you're looking for something quick, you can sit down for, I don't know, a day or two and play through the story. I thought it was it was really interesting and held my attention. Is this something that you got at, like, GameStop, or is this, like, you just bought it online? and it's a It was a digital game that I bought. I think it's okay. basically an arcade game. Uh, okay. At the at the time I picked it up, it, it's like a it's a twenty dollar game, but I think when I picked it up, it was on sale for ten bucks. And I had heard and read good things about it, so I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll try it. So yeah, I I would recommend it if you're looking for again, if you're looking for something quick, I think it, it's a good quick game. Xbox One. Yeah, Xbox One, PS4, all that stuff, PC probably. Okay. And say so it's okay. called Firewatch. Firewatch, yes, all one all right. word. So, yeah, you can YouTube some trailers or something, check it out, see if it's something you may be interested in. The the style of it's a little bit, like, arty, like, almost cel-shaded type stuff, cartoony, 
but okay. Yeah, I I kind of they give you like the whole section of the park that you're sort of like free roaming, so you could probably play through it quicker if you're just beelining to where the story demands you to go. But I'm like hunting around looking for more things to collect and stuff like that, so it took a little bit more time to explore everything. But yeah, I I I would say that's pretty pretty interesting. But for me, that's uh, pretty much it. So if we got nothing else, I think that's probably a good place to end it. Uh, you guys got anything else to add, or we good good to close it down? I think Ooh. we're good. Alrighty. Uh, so if you guys have enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes. You can leave us a five-star rating and review there. That'll really help us out. And you can be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show, wherever you're listening. And again, as always, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Search for Brygon and Super Friends, or uh, just go to the page at www.facebook.com slash Friends. And you can send us comments, questions, topic suggestions, any of that stuff, either on the Facebook page or email us at bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com or tweet us at bgsuperfriends on Twitter. And I don't know what you guys are... My plan next week is to do Power Ranger review. So I don't know if you guys are... Do you think you guys can get around to that between now and next week? I don't know I if that's on your list. I don't know that I'll be able to watch Power Rangers by then, but we'll see. I still need to see Kong, so... Uh, okay. I was not planning on Power Rangers in the theater, personally. Oh, uh, okay. Alright. So. I know jo- you know, Josh saw it actually last night. He had went to advanced screening. He was actually came out of it saying some really positive things about it, so now I'm really excited. So I'm gonna try to at least line him up for next week. I'm gonna see who else gets around to it and see who else I can book. But yeah, if you guys get around to Power Rangers, consider yourself invited on next week and we'll see if we can figure something out. Okay. Alright. Alright. Uh on behalf of Andy, Mike, and myself. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time.